Hello, welcome back to Get In My Basket, episode five. We've done five, lad. Are you proud? Is it five? Yep. Not six? Nope. Five. This is Friday, isn't it? Yep. We're late, so yeah, this is this is five. Okay. Five in a row, that's an achievement. Congratulations. Wait. I think that's a clapping noise. Let's just run it, let it run out. Excellent. I think that's clapping. Seb still hasn't told me. Um, well, welcome. We're on episode five of Get My Basket, which is an achievement for us, and hopefully there is another hundred or so episodes to go. Um, this week, what's been going on? How's your week been, firstly? Let's kick things off. It's been good. Sun shining. Mm-hmm. Um, what has been going on? Many shoots last week. Yep. Um, we are under the bonnet of our new clients, which is very exciting. Indeed. Some very exciting new ad accounts. Um, we have a few new members of the team. We do. How is um, pay performance at the moment? Paid's good at the moment, actually. Mm-hmm. It is good. Um, I think we were a bit uncertain of how it was going to be at the moment with world events. Yep. Because... Um, as much as they don't directly impact each and every business necessarily, it obviously affects the wider market and who's advertising, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, pay performance is good. Um, doing quite a lot of other channel stuff, programmatic, mm-hmm. uh, more on TikTok. Yep. Things are going well. Well, there you go. Mm. Nothing else to report then, is there? Not, not much else. What have you been no. up to? Um, what have I been up to? Uh, we have just finished a round of hiring pretty much, which is good. Um, we are still actively hiring as always and we will continue to do throughout the year. But um, yeah, just finished up that um, and then working on a few operational things, let's call it for now. Ollie loves ops. Yeah, ops, 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 ops. Um, and then yeah, and uh, obviously working on the newsletter, the podcast and all those other good bits. It makes it sound like I do absolutely nothing these days, but I am very busy. <laughs> um, but yes, there's, there's things I can't talk about. There's, there's some things going on which are very exciting. Um, I guess end of Q1 we're kind of getting to now so starting to analyse how we've started the year um, which is obviously up on sorry if you hear dogs barking um, which is obviously up on last year by quite a lot um, which is very exciting for us as a business um, so now we're just kind of planning out the rest of the year we've got some some big targets some big growth to do in 2022 which we're very excited about really pushing our marketing efforts which obviously this podcast all comes into um, but yeah Nothing really major to report. Um, my life seems pretty boring at 3.03, but it's actually not. We've both been watching a lot of Dragon's Den. We have been watching a lot of Dragon's Den, which um, I imagine is, I, I feel like Dragon's Den is pretty Marmite if you're like a business person. you either like really recently. I just got, I got re-engaged, but yeah. not really necessarily with the new Dragon's Den. I actually did watch an episode last night, mm. but just like best of clips. Yeah. Short form video. Short form video, which we're going to get onto. Um, yeah, they are really. They're. I think they've really rejuvenated their uh, their channels, mm. um, which is quite interesting. Well, what we're talking about, Dragons Den. Let's talk about the brand that we've included in the newsletter this week, which is Fussy or Fuzzy. Fussy, Fussy, because no e. Mm. Cool. Um, <laughs> There's a number of. Reasons they were on Dragons Den yeah. not too long ago, I think. Yeah, recently. I want to say two years ago. Because well, of as much as that. Well, I think because of COVID, I, I kind of get confused. That they weren't wearing masks and they don't hunch. You can tell now because they don't. They don't you know the end counts. where like Deb comes up to you and she gives you a big old colour. Deb, sorry, Deborah comes up to you. She gives you a big old colour and stuff like that. Mm. Doesn't really happen. So yeah, I think they're on to not know. But an interesting brand and quite an interesting space for those that don't know. Deodorant. I feel like there's a lot of brands which are kind of like in like our generation that are trying to make 
like pretty standard things. Cool. Mm. Like we point in case. Yeah. We get an order from like Amazon, like daily, like unfortunately for our office supplies or props for shoots or whatever it might be. And yesterday, these two like really nice, like turquoise boxes arrived. And I obviously order a lot of snacks for the office. We were well, well stocked on snacks and drinks. And I was like, Oh, don't remember everything this. Like these, some cakes. Like what, what is there? Was some trees. And it was like a sit, like, you know, like a really kind of like, tur- almost a bit a like, um, it's a bit like Crosstown donut boxing. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Like really bright, really bold. Cakes this big like gorilla thing on it, on the front of it. I was like, these are quite sick. Is it, what is it? Protein bars? Like, you know, get the gains. Um, it was bin bags. Beast bags. Beast bags. And I was like, oh, we're probably gonna do a feature on the newsletter. So stay tuned for that. But, I was just like, this is the most random thing to make cool, but I'm in and, done it. and I'll be subscribing and, and all that good stuff. So I guess Fussy is another version of this deodorant, mm-hmm. eco-friendly. They didn't get anything on Dragon's Den, which how many, do you know how, like, I know lots of them, but like, there's a lot of brands that have now been declined on like Shark Tank, yeah. Dragon's Den that have gone on to do big things. I mean- Pastor Evangelist is one, which we actually mentioned in a creative, um, which has got this awesome creative where they've basically like taken screenshots from the show where they get denied. And then they're like, I think, um, what's that lady name? I can't remember her name. Sarah Davies Mm. is like, this is a pasta disaster or whatever it might be. Yeah. And now, I mean, how big is Pastor Evangelist now? Huge. They sold a big state, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, What's another one that they missed out on? Tangle Teaser, the hairbrushes. They trunkies. missed out on that. Trunkies, they missed out on that. Um, but they have had some wins. Like Levi Roots is probably the most famous one. There's 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 a a big win there for, I think, Peter Jones. Um, but yeah, they didn't get anything. But what do you think of the brand? What do you like about it? I, I think it like falls into that category of like, yeah, unassuming brands that have almost like, it's kind of like if Apple made deodorant, yeah. that's how they do it. And mm. like the packaging is pretty beautiful and it's all very eco first. <laughs> Yeah, I like the fact single-use pra- plastic in bathroom goods is way behind kitchen goods and mm. other places. So I think that was like the main reason they started. Um, so yeah, like subscription filler stuff and, and whatever. Yeah, um, I think it's quite clever, and like I think the name's good. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think I'm um, bored of new startup names at the minute. Yeah, I'm feeling like the dictionary. Let's not mention any. The dictionary but there is, is some getting shockers. absolutely rinsed. <laughs> yeah, of like tropical bird names yeah. and and play play words that very much play on what it's doing mm. like very much so like i think there's a there's a few that get away with it but some like kind of like really push that boundary but i mean i think that the concept like you know eco-friendly deodorant that's reusable you can refill it that kind of stuff there are some well-known competitors in the space um some really good ones as well so it'll be interesting to see how it plays out obviously we'll be neutral and observe from the uh sidelines um but i guess one thing with that like kind of reminded me of harry's Mm. and i think like harry's is always an interesting case because harry's is kind of born from the way i see it of like kind of what dollar shave club were doing um i mean in what 2010 Dollar Shave Club, Dan Bilzerian. So early. It, I mean, it must be like it must be 2012, 20, yeah, 20, like yep. around uh, early early twenty tens, teens. God, I haven't said that yet. Um, and I think it's quite interesting because, like, I mean, look at what Harry's has gone on to do, like, pretty amazingly well. But also with Harry's, like, I feel like they have slowed down slightly. Obviously, I I'm, don't see them anymore. 
the boots launch was huge and I think that's what um, Fussy would probably go down like I can see that happening because like Deodorant don't you, think, don't you think that's such like I always think that's such a like contradiction in terms though because like Dollar Shave Club's like the ultimate D2C shaving yeah. company in the States or yeah. actually like male care brand now isn't it they mm. do all sorts of stuff Harry's was kind of that but then kind of defaulting to yeah. traditional revenue streams like boots yeah it's a bit like but they open up a massive range I mean they've got like mm. cleansers and ointments and all that kind of stuff yeah. but like yeah it, it reminded me of that I think it kind of that was the first thing I thought I think Harry's have done so well but you're right it's kind of like they've done the retail side but it, I don't know also just like how that products are perceived. Like obviously we're a digital agency. So like, you know, we do believe that there's space for every product online in some shape or form, but just where that business is then focusing and where they're going to go with their strategy will be quite interesting because I think that's what a lot of the dragons are saying as well is like, are people going to buy this online? Yes, they will. But like, is it a subscription model? Is it, you know, what's the purchasing? I think, yeah. Subscription businesses have to ask themselves like a very, like frank question, mm. which is like, how realistic is it that someone is going to yeah. actively subscribe to this arriving unannounced on a monthly or weekly basis? Mm-hmm. We- I'm going to stop you here. Why? Because I'm currently writing the newsletter about subscriptions. <laughs> and if you keep going, as you will do, we will have two podcasts blended into one. About subscriptions. About subscriptions. We are talking about subscriptions next week. So maybe this leads into it nicely. I'm sure we're going to have another thesis. Segways. Mm. There'll be a thesis from you on it which I very much look forward to. Um, But going back to Fuzi, I think branding's sick. Everything looks great. I I do like the mission as well. They've clearly got a strong purpose that they truly believe in. Two guys that were up there talking. It's two guys from the top of my head on Dragons, but like a really solid, um, solid business. I also just feel like they've gone off everything, like you say, with the design. And I think there are so many great brands, but there's not a load of great product design, if that makes sense. Like I think... It's like in the booze space, you have a load of great labels, but you don't have that many amazing bottles and like exterior brand hard, things. Do you know what I mean? And so much more expensive. Completely. But I like the fact that Fussy have clearly gone down that route to go, you know what? We want to create something that feels nice, that is special. And like, it is the Apple policy, right? Or it's, yeah. the, Apple, it's the Apple idea of doing that. The unboxing um, thing. Completely. But um, yeah, super interesting, super cool. But um, go have a look at them or subscribe to the newsletter or head over to the website and you'll be able to read a little bit more about them. Well, let's move into the bulk of the basket, lad. It's going to be a fun one today. You prepared? I'm prepped. Excellent. I read the newsletter. So our newsletter was, has TikTok changed the landscape for short form video? Did they just mash it up? This has been spoken about many, many, many times. The reason why we want to speak about it now is almost tearing up for the year and the development for the rest of the year. I don't really see, and obviously a year is a long time, especially in our world, many other platforms becoming as strong as the big fish this year. There's nothing on the horizon that I think can really take off. Like this time last year, we had Clubhouse starting to murmur. You know what I mean? I think there was things what that were stopped. Well, other than Clubhouse. There was the other stereo. Stereo. Is that what it was called? Yes, it was. Um, so like there was there was other platforms coming, right? And there was kind of other things happening in the background. I think a lot of them were COVID things. And I, I think, you yeah. know, where we are now is, is very different. So I thought it'd be interesting to talk about short form video because I think a lot of the time we're, especially with the work we do, we're speaking with clients or we're working on projects or we're, you know, even working on proposals or pitches for new business where we're talking a lot about, as an agency with what we do, maybe a good place to start is, our creative team will go out 
on a shoot or a project um, that's focused around video and create a load of content which can be cut down and repurposed into multiple different forms. That's done on very different scales. Sometimes it's not always done like that. There's, there's many options around it. Why do we do that firstly, is my question to you. Um, well, we do that because the platforms kind of require that now. Mm-hmm. So when I actually read the newsletter to set my stall out, mm. I wouldn't have, I would have actually phrased the question how TikTok has changed short form video forever yep. as opposed to has it. Um, I think the, the way that that platform has developed and now that users engage with it, yep. it's pretty clear to see that all the other platforms have had to drastically change what they do mm. and quite rapidly try to develop stuff that competes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the main, the main thing that TikTok does so well is it captures people for, absurd quantities of time yeah which no person should have any business spending the amount of time that on average people do because it's kind of a funny metric and i don't know the study was around this but like five years ago you would spend 20 minutes watching a youtube video you now probably spend 20 minutes on a platform like i mean sometimes longer like tiktok and how many pieces of content do you probably watch yeah it's 15 seconds of pop that's four times 20 it's like 60 70 videos 80 80. Thank you, maths. Um, but like, there's a lot <laughs> there, right? Yeah. But there's a, there's a lot there, right? And that's yeah. where the kind of the landscape we live in. Yeah, for sure. So I think like, we well, we do it in a couple of different ways. One is that for some clients and an increasing number of clients, we have short form video budget, basically, where mm-hmm. a big proportion of our time goes towards just cutting, repurposing, and sometimes producing yeah. TikTok, Reels, YouTube Shorts, like appropriate content. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other way in which it works is sometimes that you just, yeah, cut and repurpose out of it. But, yeah. you know, and that's a bit more sporadic. Um, one of our clients, Collecting Cars, is the one that we've been doing their TikTok to pretty good effect for the last two and a half months. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got 13K followers. They've had five or six videos go off, let's say. We yeah. Don't know what TikTok viral I think it's millions, but... Do you reckon millions? Well, they've had several... Billion videos Several um, quarter of a million videos and whatever. So, um, yeah, that's kind of on the organic side. And then there's also ads. I mean, yeah, it it is super interesting how it's all just changed, right? There's there's obviously a massive shift and that's kind of what we talk about in the newsletter. But let's let's take ourselves back to when we were we nipper snappers. Um, Is that a phrase? Yeah, Yeah. cool. Sure. what, the, what, what, how kind of it consuming video content and like, let's for the minute say that it's obviously branded, not necessarily an ad, but branded content, yep. organic or, or paid. Um, f- what, three years ago, even when you joined 303, it was a completely different landscape, right? Yeah. It was all long form. It was vlogs. It was two minute brand videos. Yeah. What was it like? Take us back. Well, I think like if we go platform, Specific, let's like Instagram was everything a few years ago, and Facebook, um, let's call it Meta. That was everyone was pushing IGTV, everyone was pushing, yeah, longer form YouTube content. I think YouTube was for sure the king of video content at that point, and everyone was trying to chase YouTube, yeah, to try and sort of. I think YouTube's creator network was basically the the biggest envy of Mm. the industry, so like IGTV was. Instagram stab at trying to make yeah a place where they could 
yeah. eventually monetize content in a way that they can on YouTube. Because, um, like, even three years ago, like, vlogging was still huge. Enormous. Like, absolutely. I mean, now it's not as big, if we're honest. Like, really? There is some versions of it, but, like, long-form, like, 30, 40-minute vlogs were getting dumped it daily. Until that, that that was everything. Like, if you really and people were watching that, it. The yeah. watch times were there, right? Yeah. Even, I mean... For those that don't know, and I'm sure a lot do, but like if you were a creator on YouTube creating long form content, you were encouraged to have a video over 10 minutes because if you monetized it, you could put two ads in it, which means your, you know, your earnings could be higher and you could get more from it. So like in in theory, YouTube was incentivizing long form content. It's what people were watching. And I feel like that, like you say with Instagram TV, that was a really interesting space because Instagram TV had its own app. Yeah. It was a subsidiary app. I don't even know if that app still exists. I doubt it does. Probably turned it into something else, haven't they? For sure. But um, I guess nothing, re- like you say, it was a chase after YouTube. And then all of a sudden, there wasn't necessarily this gradual change, really. Well, there was, I think there was a bridging moment for short form was stories. Mm. Everyone put suddenly like a huge. Which is probably onus. a little bit earlier than two, three years ago. Five, yeah, six yeah. Years well, I think ago. that was Snapchat, wasn't it? That yeah. like, led the way with that. So I think like there was, I guess there's always kind of, let's call them trailblazers in social media, whereby you're like the industry sees a trend happening Mm. and that trend is likely to have happened because of someone new or very agile is able to build it and bring it to market quickly. Yeah. You could say that that was YouTube from a longer form like perspective. You could say that it was Snapchat from a shorter form perspective Mm -hmm. and then the Titans as it were, i.e. Facebook, Twitter, etc., yeah. will then be able to just quite quick, or even if you like a relative titan in Pinterest or someone like that as well, LinkedIn mm. did that. They will see that trend and then start to scramble about to try and yeah. like compete essentially for the market share. Yeah, and I think you can see that so many different times that that's happened with yeah with the long form content with stories. LinkedIn had stories for a while. I did one and it got two views, and I had two thousand followers at the time. So like, <laughs> unclear. Yeah, in more recent times, that that like trailblazer has for sure, and to I would say an extent that no one's ever seen before has been TikTok, mm. and again the now relative titans of YouTube, of Instagram, of Facebook. Um, who knows what Snapchat will do? Snapchat, I guess, like has always been very much short form content that is a completely different style, but it just yeah. Well, I think I think the thing with like like I I definitely agree in terms of that introduction of shorter form content especially from an ads perspective, because I think what people do forget is that ads and what performs well in ads all comes from the organic side, right? Yeah. So a lot of the, the, a good way to think about creative when it comes to ads is what performs well organically and what do people engage with? So you see loads more UGC because people are used to seeing UGC and feeds. You see a lot more trends, like, you know, stuff that performs well historically. And people are like, oh, I remember when back in the day when we would run so many testimonial ads because people are used to seeing with them and they engage with them and the psychology and the human nature withdraws from that. And then that's where you start to evolve. So whatever happens organically basically leads into ads. There are obviously some exceptions on branded content, but even, you know, if you're doing a brand awareness piece, a lot of the time that does come from, what well, I guess, yeah. put out organically, right? Like the messaging, the most effective like way of communicating mm. is likely to be about your product or brand is likely to be the same across channels. Yeah. The way in which you maybe put that across will change. But mm. yeah, broadly, if yeah, I always think of the most absurd examples in these in these podcasts. But if if there's an office chair that has a 
customer testimonial <laughs> saying this has eradicated all my back pain. I'm, yeah. I'm doing that example because my back is so sore this morning. I don't know what I've done. Um, but if that's gone on organic and everyone's thought, you know, yeah. good, authentic seeming, trust that that's a legit review, etc. Yeah. You put that across an ad, for sure it's going to do no, definitely. similar stuff. Um, but, but yeah, going back to short form, yeah. I think the the like the trend was obviously I mean TikTok was musically before I always lose track of the timelines on which that is actually operating. But like musically is what four years ago? Yeah. Maybe five now. And then TikTok had huge growth in the sort of Far East and then has basically moved west um over time. But it's now the most visited website in the world. It's Mm. got the longest dwell time in the world, which is I think we've spoken about it a few times in the podcast, but there's a few variables that really, really heavily dictate kind of market performance for all these, um, for all these social platforms. So yeah. daily and monthly active users is one. The average dwell time on the app um, is another. And obviously active users is huge because I think when Facebook lost some active users two months ago and lost Just their mind, the price, a, which yeah. is absurd, but like yeah. it was, it was, yeah, the markets are dramatic. For sure. um, but, but what is, crazy to me still about tiktok mm. and i like i think this is even where like if you're 25 26 27 you're possibly not even in a place to understand fully how the channel works yeah is that i would watch youtube in the same way that i'd watch netflix for far longer mm-hmm. than i would watch tiktok yep. i just i actually can't really get lost in tiktok no I'm youtube shorts i can for some reason yeah, YouTube, well, YouTube Shorts you can. Yeah. Oh, can you fair? Well, I, what I would do is, like, if I was going to binge, yeah. I would watch, like, I got in a hole the other day of Marco Pierre White cooking videos oh, that he from, did. from Harvey's? Um, no, no, no. Oh, it was when he was doing nor stock pots oh, ads, yeah. which are trouble because yeah. you know that he doesn't rate the stock pots in any capacity but he's like i prefer a nor stock pot than salt yeah yeah um anyway i got lost in like 12 videos of that yeah but all those videos are eight minutes long yeah so i'm locked time. in for an hour and a half of of that i wonder why you didn't pick my phone actually yeah it could be like, watching marco <laughs> but i like even my brother yeah when like i was on a, like a long haul flight with him just before christmas mm. and the way in which he consumes video is genuinely just different. Yeah. Like he was, the plane had Wi-Fi. What planes have Wi-Fi now? Mm-hmm. Chaos. But he was just literally going through, he was on reels. Yeah. But it was just, he was on reels for probably two hours straight. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, so let's, I can't do that. No, it's mad. Let, let's take it back very quickly, just a second. My first question to you is, Snapchat in its current form and, and where it is now, apart from a few features, was around long before, mm. long before TikTok. Yeah. Kind of in, again, it, musically, I think was kind of same sort of time as Snapchat and whatever, but like timelines are timelines. But there was probably a point where Snapchat could have easily done what TikTok's now doing in the sense of the usership they had. Well, this is my question to you because I know you've got a puzzled look on your face. Um, in terms of the usership they had, the type of content that was being distributed, what it could have been, as a platform, it's a big pivot because there is a, there is a difference now, but there's easily a bit like how TikTok used to be about music. And now it's about, you know, it's a social platform. Yeah. Do you think Snapchat have missed something in not, in not pivoting into what TikTok now is? I think you'd have to say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, I think what Snapchat inherently is different about, you could argue that it's bad 
is definitely bad from the perspective of how quickly the business could have ever grown mm. is that it is private. It's user to user or it's user to group. Yeah. The broadcastability again is still limited to your friends. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have an algorithm within Snapchat other than within that discovery page on the far yeah. right now, which is trash. Mm-hmm. It's just full of crap ads. Because now Snapchat is very much a messaging platform. Yeah. It's, that it's, is it's, very it's, much what it's become. It's image-based WhatsApp, but to be honest, WhatsApp integrated the one-time view photo yeah. thing, So, and you can write on it, so it's literally the same. Yeah. Snapchat, for sure, like at its moment and at its peak was, was great, but what it never had was that, like public publishing element that TikTok obviously has. Which plays it, into it the psychology of every yeah, teenager. You can't go viral. Probably. Yeah. There's no way of going viral on Snapchat. No. There is a way of going viral. And there's on not TikTok. really like, I mean, we've done a few Snapchat ads and we've kind of explored that a little bit and there's definitely some wins to yeah. be had there. It can be a useful channel for sure. But yeah, it's not, it's kind of losing its touch. I, I, th- I personally think they have to evolve it soon and somehow otherwise mm. I don't see I think there's there's a purpose for it from a messaging perspective but I don't really get how they're really generating enough monetization to keep on developing yeah. the, the platform um, it could fall into a bit of a Blackberry Messenger scenario of you get BBM still exists does it? you can get the app for your iPhone can you? Yeah. that's trouble but like BBM was the single biggest messaging platform for a time yeah everyone had it yeah and then iPhone came along. So it's not exactly the same because it's obviously, that was a big re-platforming exercise that made people go away. But if you fall, I think it's dangerous to fall into a trap of like one dimensionality, which is sure. like, we're a messaging platform. We, yeah. we used to be a video. Well, it's a bit like, you know, but- WhatsApp. Like there's, there's an easy argument to say that iMessage should have absolutely destroyed WhatsApp. And I would still argue that I don't go on messages. Anymore. I have, I don't use them. Mm. I don't. I don't text. And that's like that's how big. I just, that get, I just get them from my dad when I call him and he goes, "Sorry, I can't talk now." Yeah, yeah auto generated. Um, so I guess where we are now. Let's recap. There was the big fish in Facebook, YouTube. Let's say Snapchat was in there and Insta. TikTok came around with short form content and actually looked at what users were doing and blew them the fuck out of the water. Yeah. That is pretty much the synopsis, which I know we're all very aware of, but it's interesting that other platforms were trying at that time. Mm. Where are we now? We are in a place where TikTok leads the way with short form video content, both for brands and users. What are the platforms doing? I wouldn't say they would do for brands. That's a very good point. For I'd branded say, content, Reels, it's not always there. Rinses, TikTok for brands at the minute. So, so where are we on now? TikTok's obviously leading the way. There's a mass. There's a lot more trend, a lot more trends with yeah. it comes to TikTok. But where are we with other platforms? I think it's an interesting lag that that specific point around brands because, like, I mean, like collecting cars posted a reel from a video yesterday or the day before. It's already yeah. done half a million views, but they've obviously got an income incumbent following of like 150 thousand people. Sorry, they posted a what? A reel. Yeah. Yeah, on Insta. Yeah. Yeah. A few days ago and I got yeah. half a million views. Lovely. Which is lots, organically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that same reel posted to TikTok, it might do those views, but that's because of TikTok's algorithm. Yeah. The fo- like, the reason brands are likely to be doing far better on Instagram is because they've got a following there that they've had for a long time. Yeah. TikTok is new, sufficiently new for from a brand perspective mm-hmm. that there is going to be that lag. But I'd say more generally... TikTok, TikTok does still live very much in this kind of like trend, still quite music and sound led sort of world that reels and shorts doesn't have to confine themselves to. Mm-hmm. 
I'd say it's a bit more like universal reels. Yep. Um, but TikTok's algorithm rinses everyone else's at the minute for from an organic reach perspective. Yeah. So if I was if I was tasked with saying, like someone said to me, I want to go viral in the next 20 days, what platform should I use? Mm-hmm. Literally every time I would recommend TikTok. From an organic minimum spend, 100%. you just want someone to manage it, like whatever it might be, yeah. start there. For sure. And, and just, I guess, on that, because I reckon the biggest question that anyone listening who doesn't know about the platform, and I know a lot of people will, so we're kind of speaking to those already converted, mm. Is it just not going to be a load of teenagers watching is my favorite thing that people say. And, and why is that? Like, I know the answers obviously, but like, why is that question? I would say it did exist two years ago, for sure. Probably I think it was, a, ago yeah, I, ago. I do agree with that eminent, but in February or March, wherever we are, 2022, why does that not exist anymore? Well, I think, I think there's a few different ways that we, we play that argument back to clients because people like, especially some clients where, you know, I mean, collecting cars as an example, their average bidder base is sufficiently older. Yeah. That they're like 18 to 25 year olds, probably. In terms of TikTok being for kids. Yes. Yeah. And like that's like that's where people perceive it to be. So that's like the teenager comment. But I guess there's a few different ways we can play that back. The first is that the biggest growth demographic is between 25 to 34. Yep. And that's growing like so rapidly. So that's the biggest demo- demographic, just to be clear, on the platform that is gro- growing. It's the quickest growing segment. But it's not the biggest, it's but it's, the, biggest. The, it's the quickest growing. But it's the quickest growing. Yep. So like in theory, in time, it should that will take. start to level out. Yeah. And then the second side of that coin is that we can say, fair, they're not there now. And like, maybe they're not going to drive massive conversion value in the next you know, few months, mm-hmm. but wouldn't it be wonderful in a year's time when everyone's looking sideways and thinking, oh shit, this platform's actually for everyone yeah. that you've got a hundred thousand, a million, whatever followers there. For sure. And do you think that like, let's say that the 45 to 55 year olds, let's just say that as a demographic, probably, or oh, they're not that high as users on TikTok mm. necessarily. I, my thought process is always, they are not there yet because the content isn't there yet. Yeah. That's, that's the big thing with TikTok because TikTok was for kids because the content was for not kids. I'll stop saying that because I know it's going to annoy people, but like TikTok was there for the younger generations because the content was there for younger generations. I think what the stage right now, which we're probably a little bit at the end of is the early adopter stage. Mm. We're in a place where being on the platform now will pay dividends later. It's a long-term play. It's not a short, you know, the short-term growth for sure. There's something something there to happen. Definitely. It's a massive platform. It's got a massive following. It's continuing to grow. It's not going anywhere soon. Like look how old Instagram is now in terms of like, people think that it's brand new platform It's 2010, like it's 12 years old. It's a lot, been around for a long time. If brands are worried about their audience not being there yet, they're going to be there at one point. And that's our biggest point. I guess across all of this is that the average age group that I think a lot of brands try and go through is growing. There's a lot of opportunity for content. There's a load of opportunity for trends. Like I've seen so many accounts that are like, you know, even uh, Lottie, one of our clients, they've got a TikTok account, which is around the older generation around care homes. People are engaging with that content. They're in, yeah. you know, interested in it. It's not just about dances and, and, yeah. and games, which I think a lot of people think it is it's down to the users to decide the content and not necessarily a platform. The platform will obviously push trends, but they'll push what people are viewing and every trend is there's probably like a handful that I do believe are made by the platform. Like the platform said, that'd be a good trend. Let's contact creators and, and get it going. Yeah. Most trends that people look at, let's say it's the 
going back to like the ice bucket challenge back in the day that raised loads of money for, um, yes. Uh, that was started by creators. It wasn't started by the platforms. And like, that's obviously a massive trend which had an amazing cause. Equally, there are trends like, you know, music tracks or whatever it might be that are constantly on the platform. They are made by the creators. So if you're a brand coming up with a trend is a very clever strategy. For sure. If you can do it. Well, yeah, we're, we're, again, with collecting cars, it was, because I've come off the back of a meeting with them about TikTok. But like we, there was a video that did extremely well with Chris Harris presenting something and we saved that as a sound mm-hmm. and then other people started doing it. Like yeah. it was some, it was a trend of him going like, how the hell is this road legal? And yeah, then it was yeah, like, yeah. you know, so that was a sound some that then users have started using, yeah. which is quite cool. I think the big challenge for TikTok as a platform and more widely as a business, I guess, is that, that 45 plus demographic, or let's say, let's actually say 40 plus demographic. Mm -hmm. I think they are super Instagram literate now. Yeah. They certainly are much more than they were. Like using my dad as an example, he was useless on Instagram, became good at Instagram. He's now actually, he would watch a reel. Like he sends me reels of absolute nonsense. (laughs) Yeah, lol. But, but I really question that he'd ever re-platform now. And you like know, what leave leave like re platform and right, say yeah, like yeah, yeah. okay I need another platform to mm. learn and I think that's that's the thing that I think you know ad like I think that's the reason advertisers are slow picking it up because we're not really spoken about ads side of TikTok at the minute but if we're earlier ado- if we're, if you're an, a brand that's not on it I'd yep. say you're at the absolute closing stages of the early adopters for organic I reckon like next three to six months. Yeah. If, I would say like yeah, that's the I, I think you've got to be there. Yeah. Um, but ads is slower to, and I'm not talking about like giving some spend to videos to make them perform. Yeah. I'm talking about like running ad campaigns on TikTok, which yeah. you can now absolutely do. The reason I think that's slow mm. is that even 25 to 34 for a lot of brands is young to be targeting. Yes. So if we then extend that to 34 to 45 and 45 to 54, et cetera, mm-hmm. and 55 plus, there, is, there are reasonable questions to ask around their, that yep. sort of suitability for yep. it. So if you are a brand that is not yet on TikTok and your target audience is 18 to 34, mm-hmm. you need to be there now mm-hmm. because one, you've got better chance of going, going viral and growing rapidly organically. Yeah. And secondarily, ads are cheap at the minute. Yep. It's just very, very cost-effective to advertise on TikTok and it's sodding expensive across other stuff at the minute. Compared. Like Facebook CPMs are just, like I can literally remember when they are literally a third of what they are now. Mm-hmm. Like we'd used to sometimes target like two pound, two pound 50 CPMs. Yeah. Cost per minute, so cost for a thousand impressions. Um, turn, turning into that. Marketing that idiot that constantly just <laughs> screams acronyms at people assuming they know. Bro, LTVs, LTVs. Um, but yeah, I think if you're not there and you've got a case to be, if you know your target audience well enough to say, or if you're just in an industry that it works, like if you're in food, if you're in mo- cars, yep. watches, it's a bit like Pinterest. You but, can you can follow your industry. Completely. The, and I think a lot of it is just down to, if you're a DC brand, which is obviously what we talk about the most on the podcast, like DC brands are probably one of the best brands to be on TikTok because there's a product that you can talk about and the product you can showcase, like SaaS businesses for sure. Like, you know, the tech side of things, definitely. But like, if you are in the DC space, if you're booze, clothing, whatever it might be, health, wellness, 
definitely health and wellness, but like mm. there's always opportunity there. Very interesting indeed. Well, let's, let's wrap things up because we try and keep these to a certain length, but um, I guess in our, in our conclusions, yes, TikTok won the game. They were very clever about it. And I think people are still a little bit in denial about how strong the platform is. Yep. Um, I think it's obviously here to stay for sure. Um, and I do think it will continue to grow. Um, mm. I think it's kind of only just in its like, I think it's getting to the peak but I think the peak, you know, is, is a couple of years away. Like yeah. it's definitely on the way there. Um, but I, I don't think it's going any, like down anytime soon. No, I think some tips to dip toe, because not everyone's going to have budget to mm-hmm. get a creative agency to be doing any of their short form video. Because again, it's like, it is quite stripped back. Yeah. The only thing I'd precurse that with is it is a big volume game. Yep. You need to post way more than any other platform yep. ever before. Two, three but a day. Yeah. I think, yeah, some of our accounts are up to four or five a day, mm-hmm. um, which is you know, a lot of content that just eats video. Yeah. Um, but if you've got an ambassador network or any good influence relationships, leverage those to yep. the nth degree because they'll be good at producing content on their phone. Yeah. And it will work um, well on the platform. And it will work well on the platform. And then the other thing that a lot of brands are doing, um, which I think is smart is using the team. So again, it's a, it's a nice sort of behind the scenes type platform where you can produce easily, made content that will just do well because it's it is that sort of authentic stripped back vibe so if you've got yeah a young sort of fun team yeah for sure just get phones in hands and start creating stuff definitely um i've seen a few brands i think this do it really well um i think misfits do it really well there's mm-hmm. a, there's a few brands that um that we know who are doing things well with their team so yeah for sure again good way of experimenting Amazing. Well, Jam, thank you very much for your time today. I know you've got a busy day, so very kind. Um, And thanks very much for listening. If you have enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Apple, whether it's on Spotify, whatever it might be, do subscribe to the channel and don't forget to like the video. Um, And as always, if you want to have the newsletter delivered to your inbox every single Friday, head over to 303.london and you'll be able to sign up there. And we'll see you next week. Ciao.